Welcome back to the Shift series. This is part two, and I'm so excited to get with the shits today. If you haven't yet listened to part one, I'll just briefly describe the purpose of this series. The goal here is to teach you the science of embodiment. This is a big trendy word in the spiritual community and for good reason, but I don't hear a lot of content out there about how a big part of embodiment on a core level is understanding energetics. So that is the project that I've taken on and here we are. Understanding the basic properties of energy helps you embody your new identity more quickly, which helps you collapse time, which helps you make the shift into your desired reality. At the end of the day, you're a bundle of science. Our bodies and brains are made up of atoms and electrons and molecules, and we are in control of all of them. So, of course, manifestation and science is related. At least in my world. (laughs) So in part one, we talked about energy states. They're ground, idle, and excited. We also talked about energetic properties, light, waves of potential, and movement. And we talked about our energetic signatures. I had you take a quiz so you can discover yours. And remember, energetic signatures are all the things that make you, you. These signatures can come off as dense, muffled or clear and these signatures or signals that you're giving off determines what you receive so as i go on in this episode talking about manipulating energy what i'm really talking about is putting yourself in the best energetic position to align with your desires We're essentially looking to jump state. So if we're in dense or muffled energy, the goal is to find a way to jump into an excited state where the energies are vibrating higher. To shift into something greater, you must be greater than your present circumstances. To manipulate energy, You must detach and transcend from your current reality, also known as your current energetic signature. To change your life is to change your energy. Manipulating your energy to make the shift requires that we think, dream, and feel greater than our current circumstances. So we learned in part one that energy gets excited when there is overflow. So making a shift in our reality is to consciously place ourselves in the overflow. I'm going to repeat that. Making a shift in our reality is to consciously place ourselves in the overflow. So how do you do that? Well, you have to be inspired out of the cycle. So go ahead and get you some new friends. (laughs) When you're inspired by... When you resonate with people who are doing big things, that is your spirit recognizing itself in someone else. So follow that inspiration because that's what's going to break you out of your current energetic cycle or signature. But there's more to it than that, of course, you know. You can't rely on people your whole life for inspiration. That's just the starting point. It's not the end game. Think about the word inspired, okay? Spire, spirit in spirit to make the shift you have to find the spirit within spirit is flow when you're in the flow you're in the know 
to find the flow or spirit within, the heart and brain must function as one. That is the first law of the manipulation of energy. The heart and brain must function as one. The most powerful way to manipulate energy is by linking your brain and your heart. Both the brain and the heart are electromagnetic organs. They transmit and receive information energetically. So when their waves are in sync, when they're aligned, you become the magician of your life. I will actually link that episode in the show notes because it was a good one. (laughs) Thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body. And shifting your reality requires that your brain and your body are speaking the same language. How many times have you intended to do something, but you actually ended up doing something completely different? That's what life looks like when your brain and your heart are out of sync. Your brain is attuned to logic and fear. That's how the brain makes sense of the world, right? The brain's main function is it wants to make it make sense. Your brain goes into freak out mode when something unknown or new comes along. It's wired to fear what it is not familiar with. Your heart, on the other hand, is attuned for truth. Your heart knows the truth about who you are and it knows the truth about how the world works. Your heart is the home of your true desires and the heart is in constant communication with the brain. You need all three, logic, fear, and truth, to shift your reality. There has to be coherence between the heart and mind, the thoughts and the feelings, okay? When your heart and your mind are out of sync, manifestation becomes difficult. When your heart and your brain are inconsistent, those manifestations get inconsistent too. (laughs) But when they're rhythmic, you're able to emit a stronger electromagnetic field, which pulls things towards you. It's inevitable. You ever been like super drawn to somebody and you didn't know why? It's because y'all were in each other's field. You were emitting the same wavelength, the same frequency. That's what pulled you toward them. So what do you have to do in order to get the heart and the brain aligned? Well, there's plenty of ways to do this, but the way that I was taught was to do what's called a heart-brain activation. And this is a meditative exercise. Um, So get yourself into a meditative state. And then once you're there, what you're going to do is you're going to start breathing into your heart and actually feel the air as you inhale and exhale. And as you're taking a deep breath, you're going to visualize your heart expanding with each inhale and contracting with each exhale. And once you've done that for a few breaths, what you're going to do is guide your focus to your brain. And for each inhale, you're going to visualize your brain expanding. And then with each exhale, you're going to visualize your brain contracting. And with each inhale, both the heart and the brain should be expanding. And with each exhale, the heart and brain should be contracting. And do this until it feels right to stop. Now, of course, when you first begin this practice, it might feel a little weird because you're doing something completely new. That's okay, boo-boo. Keep going. The idea is to integrate this practice into your daily life until it feels like second nature, um, until it feels like the point where you don't even have to do it because you're just automatically aligned. Okay, so heart and brain are aligned. What's next? Well, the next law of manipulating energy comes naturally. 
The alignment of heart and brain naturally triggers a congruent a congruence between thoughts and behaviors. And when that happens, you automatically begin living from love, trust, surprise, and gratitude. That is the second law of manipulation of energy. These high vibrational emotions are the magic wands to the life of your dreams. So here's a few examples of what living from each of these emotions looks like. When you're living from love, you begin each day asking how you can serve people. You choose compassion over judgment. You choose to do work that fulfills you. You pray on other people's behalves. Behalves? Behalf. Whatever. You are choosing people over possessions. You're letting other people shine first. That's a big one. If you want to live the life of your dreams, you must do it by letting other people shine. Think about that one. Mm. And then finally, um, living from love looks like choosing to forgive on a daily basis if necessary. You know what I'm saying? When you're living in love, you're living in light energy. Remember in part one, I said that light is a positively charged photon and that is the building block for matter. Mm -hmm. Love literally is the life force that creates our world. And love in all its forms, passion, desire, joy, these are all light emotions that elevate your vibration. When a photon collides with another photon, matter is created. The photon that is called you must collide with the wave of potential, which is called intention, more on that later, in order to collapse into physical form where matter and material exists. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? I really hope so. (laughs) Okay, so when you're living from trust and surprise, what does that look like? Well, it looks like doing the scary thing. And can I just say, the amount of fear you have about the thing That is the amount of positive change that you'll experience if you let yourself do the scary thing. Living from love and trust also looks like saying yes before thinking about it too much. Your thoughts and your emotions are communicated throughout the entire body through the nervous system. So if you're thinking too much, that delays the flow. You know what I'm saying? So say yes before you think think about it. Just feel your way through life, okay? Um, another example of living from trust and surprise is you allow yourself spontaneity. Uh, this is a big one for me. I purposely, I try to keep my schedule as clear as possible because I do want to make room for joy. That is very important to me as I'm building my business, my lifestyle and how I want to live on a day-to-day basis is pretty much the biggest factor that determines what I do in business, you know? So for me, spontaneity brings that joy because I want to wake up every day feeling like I can do whatever the hell I want. And the more I do what I want, the more life rewards me. Sometimes I'm rewarded in free meals. Sometimes it's coupons. Sometimes it's cash, cheddar guapdineros. And sometimes that's new podcast subscribers. Now, if my days were all tied up the way they were when I had a J-O-B, I wouldn't have any room for surprise money. (laughs) Also, when you're living from trust and surprise, you know that whatever happens, you're going to be okay because you always end up okay. When you trust and allow yourself to get surprised, what you're really doing is you're observing life with a new mind. 
And to have a new mind means you put yourself in new environments and you're giving yourself these new thoughts, right? When you're living in trust and surprise, you're really just living from potential. In part one, I talked about how energy functions as waves of potential. When you're living in trust, you're living in potential, literally. You're allowing yourself to be surprised by what could happen instead of trying to desperately control what you think should happen. That's a bar right there. Most people are too afraid to give up control. They want to know and they want the play-by-play because it gives them this false sense of security. And I hate to break it to you, but the only way that you're actually going to make the shift is if you decide to do it scared. You have to be okay with not knowing. You can never know. The more you try to control and be certain, the harder you're making it for the universe to surprise you with the things that you're asking for. The harder you're making it for yourself to make the shift into the identity of the person that you want to be, into the embodiment of the energy that you're trying to to emanate from. Am I making sense? Maybe not. I don't know. Okay. So finally, here's a few examples of what living from gratitude looks like. So that looks like saying thank you very often and with passion. Thank you is one of the most powerful prayers of the universe. And don't be saying thank you just to say thank you. You know, like say thank you for the things that you're actually thankful for. Okay, this is not a performance. This is an authentic vibration that you are transmitting out to the universe. And energy don't lie, boo-boo. Okay, so if you are faking the funk, Try it on another day. Try it when you're, when you're really feeling it. Okay. Living from gratitude also looks like slowing down to notice and appreciate. It looks like looking for the silver lining in undesirable situations. When you live from gratitude, you're building momentum. Gratitude is fuel for your manifestations. And actually, I'm planning on releasing an episode about gratitude and abundance so i'm not gonna get too much into that right okay let's 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 keep it going so living from love trust surprise and gratitude is living from flow flow is the natural behavior of energy and when you start giving off an energetic signature that matches the natural characteristics of energy, that's when the shift starts to happen. Mm-hmm. But you're not done yet, right? You've built the momentum. Now you need the direction. Remember, in part one, we talked about excited energy. It has momentum and direction. Yeah. So the third law to the manipulation of energy is to set a clear intention. I talked about intention in another episode. I don't remember which one, but just to briefly explain, an intention is a very clear action plan that comes from within. It ain't your mama's action plan for your life. It ain't your boss's action plan for your life. It's your plan for your life, right? Holding on to your intention, that's what's actually going to make the shift. The intention is your decision about how you will show up in life, regardless of what life brings you. When people have weak intentions, they give up at the first obstacle. And that's why they never actually make the shift into their desired reality. When people have fears that are stronger than their intentions, the fear always wins. When the brain, where fear lives, is not aligned to the heart... 
the intention is split. It's diluted. You cannot make the shift from a weak intention. So what is your intention for how you show up in the world? And can you hold that intention even when things feel scary? Momentum is the aligning of the heart and brain. It's the choosing to live from love, trust, surprise, and gratitude. But intention is the direction. Okay, um, so there needs to be a part three. <laughs> I'm going to wrap up this episode right here. But in part three, what we're going to do is we're going to take a deeper dive into will and willpower. And how that relates to everything that we're talking about. Because when you're making the shift, it's a very precious, auspicious time. You're in what's called the liminal space. And that liminal space can make or break you. And that's why willpower is so important. That's what we're going to discuss in part three. Thank you so much for being here. Girl, we're almost done. We're almost done. (laughs) This episode, this series has been taking every little bit of my energy. Because it is so much. I am channeling all of this in. Oh my God, like I need to take naps. (laughs) But this information is so important to get out there. It is the thing that literally changed my life when I understood this on a true deep level. It changed my life. So if you have any questions about any of this, like hit me up, hit me up. You can DM me on Twitter. You can email me on my email. My email is somewhere on this, uh, on this podcast thing. You know, I'm gonna just drop my email in the show notes just in case, you know, so you don't have to go looking for it. Anyway, so I hope you enjoyed. I hope I didn't sign you out and I will see you in the next episode. Bye.